A designer knows he has achieved perfection, not when there is nothing left to add, but when there is nothing left to take away. Welcome to The Piano Sensei Way. I'm your host, Clinton Pratt, and I am here to help you master the art of running a successful piano teaching studio. Do you have a website for your studio? Is it working? And what I mean by working is, are you getting new students and new contacts? What do you have on your website? What should you have? Is it too busy? Is it confusing? Is it distracting to potential customers? What should your bio be like? What about reviews? Is there a clear call to action? That's what we're going to be talking about today. Because, as you know, websites are important. People search things on the internet all the time. When they want to look for piano lessons, they're just hanging out on their couch and they can just pull up a website. And so you definitely need a web presence. So we're going to talk about that and what the goal of the web website should be. And just a reminder to podcast listeners that we have a video version as well on YouTube, The Piano Sensei Way. And it might be helpful to see because I have some slides with some bullet points and things. But it's okay. If you're just listening to audio, I will explain as well. So this will be a relatively short episode about websites, but I'm also going to do sort of a companion video where I review music studio websites and show you some examples, some good and bad, and I've got their permission, so don't worry. But that definitely has to be video. You, you need to be able to see that. So I'll link that, but I decided not to make that part of the just the audio podcast because you really have to see it. So this episode is just going to be talking about how you can make an effective website and then being sure to check out the video where I review several websites and show examples. All right, so we're talking about creating a website that works. And what we're going to be discussing is the goal of your website, the content, CTA, or call to action, bio, and reviews. So first of all, what is the goal of your website? You might think that it is to impress people with your credentials. Maybe educate them about your policies. Show your calendar and schedule. Communicate your pricing structure. Get followers on your social media. These all seem reasonable, but no. Actually, it's none of those. <laughs> now, you might be thinking, wait, but I do want my policies and the pricing and the schedule and my Facebook link and my credentials on there. Well, maybe, but that's not the goal. The goal isn't to do any of those things. What is the goal? Think about that for a second before I tell you what your goal should be. <laughs> 
What is the goal? Is it just to, is it to give them information? Well, the ultimate goal is to get students, right? So that's the goal to get students, but that's a process. So probably no one's going to go to your website and then all of a sudden they're a student. Maybe, maybe they enroll right then, but usually the goal is to get people to contact you. Okay. That's going to move them in the direction of becoming a student. They're going to reach out to you, right? So the goal of your website should be to get people to contact you, whatever that is. If you want them to call you and do a phone interview, or if you want them to come in for a sample lesson, or you want them to fill out a form and then you get back to them, whatever that is. And we'll look at examples here in a bit. But keep that in mind. The goal is to get people to contact you. Now, an important thing to remember is that less is more. I love this quote. A designer knows he has achieved perfection, not when there is nothing left to add, but when there is nothing left to take away. That was said by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, however you say that, a French designer. So think about that. You know you've got it when, not when there's nothing else to add, but when there's nothing left to take away. Okay, so think about your website now. Actually, this goes for a lot of things. A biography or a description or an email that you send to clients. Don't try to think once you've added everything that you want, then it's perfect. Think of how much can you take away? And when there's nothing left to take away, it doesn't mean zero, right? It means what's left is absolutely necessary. Okay, so well, I could take about uh, take out this part could take away this, but I have to have that and I have to have that. Okay, that's when you've got it. Another quote. I have made this longer than usual because I have not had time to make it shorter. Pascal, a philosopher. And then this quote has sort of been, I think some people say Mark Twain said it about a letter, like, sorry, I wrote this long letter. It's because I didn't have time to write a short one something like that, no matter who said it or how it's said. It's interesting, right? Like writing a letter to someone. Sorry, I made this longer than usual because I didn't have time to make it shorter. Usually we think that's the opposite, right? Oh, a short letter is will take less time and a long letter takes a lot of time because you're writing more. No, actually you spend more time making it short because you have to really think about how to make it concise and then Probably my favorite because it's personal. My grandpa called him Papa, Hubert Lesby, talking about like writing papers for school, you know, and oh, Papa, I have to write this um, 10 page paper. He always thought that was odd that it had to be a certain length. And he said, it seems to me the fellow who can say it in the least words ought to get the best grade. <laughs> and I was like, yes, you're right. Why do I have to fill up 10 pages for my paper to turn in for school if I can say what's needed in four, right? I'm not just going to add fluff to make it 10 pages. So the whole point of all these quotes is less is more. Do you want to connect with other teachers in person? 
Do you want to learn new teaching strategies and explore outside-the-box approaches? Join us at the Creative Teaching Conference, a radical retreat to recharge and reinvigorate your teaching. This unique conference was started by me and my two friends and colleagues, Christopher Oyle and Tony Parlapiano, back in the summer of 2022. All three of us had so many ideas we wanted to share, but instead of trying to get selected for an MTNA or NCKP conference, we created our own event. We each present a few workshops, but we also have guest presenters as well. Topics include improvisation, composition, student-led learning. You'll experience inspiring workshops on creative teaching strategies and creative performance ideas. Learn about different ways to structure lessons, such as online groups, memberships, and subscription models. We eat meals together and plan social time so you can connect with teachers from all over the country, forming new musical friendships that will last a lifetime. Mark your calendars for July 7 to 9, 2024 in Cincinnati, Ohio. Check out creativeteachingconference.com for more info. Other things to consider for your website, don't confuse prospective clients with a lot of options. Okay, I see this a lot. Like, there are options to call you or email you, fill out a form, sign up for a trial, read the policies. There's a lot of things to do. And not that people are stupid or incapable, but when you give them a lot of choices, sometimes they just don't do any of them. In fact, I'm kind of the same way. Like if I'm on a website and I want to find out more, if I see an email address and a phone number and a contact form, I usually don't end up doing any of them because I here's my process. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll email them. Like, well, maybe they don't, what if they're slow at emails and they don't get back very quick? Maybe it's best to call them. And then I'm like, eh, I don't really feel like talking on the phone right now. Maybe I'll just fill out the contact form. I'm like, oh, well, but if I do that, I don't know, like who checks it? Does it go to their email? Maybe it's a slower process. Or maybe I'll just email them. I don't know. Okay, so, and I don't think I'm the only one like that. But if there's only one thing, like if there's only an email address and I want to know something, okay, well then I'm just going to send them an email because what else is there to do? Okay, if there's only a phone number, okay, I don't really feel like talking on the phone but I've got to call them. That's the only option. Another thing to remember is to have a clear call to action, a CTA, and it should be uniform across the site. And we'll look at examples. So a clear call to action would be call us now with the phone number. And then, you know, the next page they're on about lesson, call us now with a phone number. So one thing, one clear call to action and it's the same across the whole site. Make it look the same. Make it say the same thing. Okay, don't make one of the buttons green and another button red because green and red are your colors. Make them all look the same. Make them clear. Okay, three to four pages max. But it doesn't have to be four pages, okay? Don't fill it with fluff. But probably all you need is a home page, an about page, and maybe a lessons page. 
maybe a contact page, although you'll see from my website as an example, there's just a contact button, so it's, it pops up. There's not a separate page. So really just three pages is all you need. Minimal text. Okay, I mean, some people do like to read, but you don't want a whole lot of text. Just, you know, short phrases, bullet points, headings, that kind of thing. Include photos and videos, and make sure that most of those are happy faces. Okay, happy, because we want to see people having a good time. And faces, so because it's personal. I guess, can you have happy things that aren't faces? I don't know. But you can have faces that aren't happy, or you can have no faces. Okay, so not just like, here's my beautiful piano, and here's the lovely lobby, but here's a child that's having fun playing music, and here's the lovely teacher with their nice smiling face. So make sure there are happy people. No lengthy academic bios. Okay, now this is just my op opinion, but it's the piano sensei way, so it's my way or the highway. Um, not really, but you know, we joke about that because obviously I think my way is good because it's my way. <laughs> so I'm allowed to have my opinion and you don't have to agree, but this is the piano sensei way. And the piano sensei way is no lengthy academic bios. Why? Because most people don't care. I'm sorry. They don't. The average customer or prospective client does not care that you had a master class with so-and-so and you studied at the conservatory of the world and you, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, we know and we think that's valuable, you know, other piano teachers, because we know certain conservatories or teachers, but that's within our community the average prospective client they don't they don't know or they don't i don't think they really care now what they care about is that they're going to get what they want <laughs> right so what do they want do they want somebody that went to juilliard they might think that they might think oh wow they're qualified but why well, because they think that they're going to have a good experience. They're going to learn to play the piano. <laughs> okay. Well, how are they going to learn to play the piano? Well, there's a lot of factors involved, but a good teacher didn't necessarily go to Juilliard and have a master class with so-and-so and have all these certifications. They might, but they might not. Most prospective clients they probably don't care about all the details of studied where with who or if they think they care they they really don't like they only think that because they think that means you're a good teacher and you're qualified and they're going to have a good experience so the ultimate point is they're going to learn piano or their kid is going to learn piano they're going to have a good experience so for the about page instead of having a academic bio like Clinton Pratt has three certifications and two degrees and has studied with you know blah 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 um, make it more like a story first person and focus on what you can offer and I'll show you an example 
So first person, like, hi, I grew up in Japan and blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll show you mine. So first person, it's more personable and focusing on what you can offer. So it's still a, a, about you, but it's, you know, I do this because I can help you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, they want to know what they will get and how you can serve them. Also, you want to have reviews. People like hearing about other people's real experiences. Oh, okay, this is a place or a teacher who has given other people what I want. So as I said earlier, I'm going to do some website reviews and show you some examples. So be sure to check that out. I'll put the link here and you can check that out on YouTube, The Piano Sensei Way. So I hope this episode was helpful and be sure to share it if you found it helpful and you have some other teachers or colleagues that you think would enjoy it. Also, I would love to hear from you if you have a comment or question. Just go to thepianosenseiway.com and you can see each episode there and link to the YouTube versions, but you can also just comment on those pages as well. I would love to hear from you or if you disagree about disagree with the Piano Sensei way and about things that should be on the website or not, um, I'm happy to discuss that. Or maybe you can come on and be a guest and we'll discuss it. So have a great day. I'm Clinton Pratt, your Piano Sensei.